Good day to you, darlings. Waxer here. I trust you are all well and in fine fettle. Just a quick one to say congratulations on reaching show 666. I never thought I would have listened this long. God, my head's full of 10 to 12 years worth of absolute shit, courtesy of you lovely gentlemen. Have a lovely holiday break, and I will see you all in the new year. Lots of love. Bye-bye. The night before Christmas, when all through the castle, my monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in ghoulish things, like werewolf fangs and vampire wings. But they were up to no good. Didn't act like good monsters should. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. They were making a list and checking it twice. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. On the third day of Dracula, D. Simon gave to me 27 (laughs) recording sessions, 28 days in a row, and I I kill myself. Harrison, this is uh, episode 666. It is. The podcast of the beast, as some listener posted on Facebook. Yeah, there we go. It's the most evil episode we've ever done. I, I, I'm actually <laughs> kind of shocked that we even got here. I'm, yeah, I am. That's it. You know, it's quite a I feat. I don't know what's going know? on. And this is also uh, uh, part one of the holiday show spectacular. So uh, happy uh, Christmaca or whatever yeah. you celebrate. Um, but yeah, yeah, 666 episodes. You know, I got, I got to say, I really was considering this to be the last one. I know you were saying that. I brought it up with you a few times, mm. and I was thinking, 13 years, episode 666, and that's it. Yeah. It's just like a great way to go out, even though um, it would have been a, a bit sudden, mm. I suppose. Um, but it was Harrison over here, Harrison right over here across, across from me, who convinced me otherwise. Was that because I said Schlitzy would show up and shoot you like Andy Warhol? Um, I was, I was slightly concerned by that, but yeah. I think that'd be a great way to die. Yeah. See, you know? the funny thing is two years ago, you would have been alarmed by that. Now you're like, great. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, and not to bet, you know what probably would have happened? Mm-hmm. He would have killed me and mm-hmm. then it would have been like all over the news and then yeah. you would have had a huge podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one thing that would have propelled yeah. sick and wrong into like the yeah. upper echelon of podcast. The Harrison and, Harrison and Jizzy Jake show, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> with special guest Schlitzy. Yeah. <laughs> Schlitzy doing traffic. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was Harrison over here who convinced me otherwise. And we were talking about, we had like an earnest conversation about it yesterday. Yes, we did. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, he gave me pause and I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going for the fans. I'm going to keep going for Schlitzy, mm. Jizzy Jake, um, Boner Villain. Yeah. You know? There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of people. Johnny Fuckface. Johnny Stanley, Fuckface. Stanko and yeah, you, you know, know, Squee and yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, fart um, clown. Yeah, I don't fart know clown. All, all yeah. these people that yeah. I've loved over the years. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, here this is a a bona fide Christmas miracle. Yeah, keep this show going. I've been here for 166 episodes. Well, if you don't count the rehab and a bunch of ones yeah but no but that counts but it counts 166 yeah, episodes yeah. yeah it's a long time so, yeah that's the thing most people don't well most people don't do fucking podcasts for 13 years right 
I mean, it's, yeah, it's, no. God. What was that? Well, who said that the definition of insanity? I keep doing the same thing and expecting Somebody. different results. Yeah. That's what I always think about when I think about this show. It's like, mm. yeah, one day we're going to get big. Yeah. We just keep doing the same thing. And every yeah. year it's just like, mm. yeah, or, you know, another Jizzy Jake mm. phone call or something. But hey, you know what? It does, uh, it does give me some satisfaction or I wouldn't be doing it for this long. Sure. So Christmas miracle, there you go. Mm. Um, I guess there is a Satan or something. So um, Harrison, it's, uh, it is the holiday time. Yeah. It's the holiday season is upon us. What, you are what such you... a fucking Charlie Brown bastard, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I fucking hate Christmas. Yeah, me too. I hate it. Yeah. Aren't you going? Don't you have to like travel? I do. <laughs> I want to die. Yeah, right you now. you came in here. You were I'm all like so upset. Yeah, you were all like uh, like all uh, verklempt. Yeah, and upset. I gotta like go like tomorrow, and it's like my cat. I don't know what that's gonna happen. To the, you know, it, it's so it's so much. What, what are like, you doing? Why why travel when everybody else is traveling? It doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't care. I don't have children. These are holidays for children, and I don't have children, and I don't care about them. So what, why am I doing anything? What What do you have to do? Do you have to go back to, to Rhode, Rhode Island, Island yeah. and hang out with uh with like your your dad and your mom, yeah, like separately. both both yeah, sides? Yeah, yeah, separately. Wow. I don't know. I gotta like counsel younger oh, yeah, siblings. Your, your sister. We were talking about that on thing, Patreon. Man. Like yeah. you have to have like a whole conversation with her. Yeah, yeah. About man. her uh, new boyfriend. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Wow, yeah. that's gonna be a heart to heart. It's a lot of family time. Like, how often do you ever it's see like, them? like, because I don't know. She's like, I don't know. She's 16. And it's like, now, young lady, <laughs> when I was 16, I was selling ketamine out of my car. You can't be behaving like this, you know? Like, I don't know. What am I going to say? Yeah, I come to you I for guidance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For life advice. Oh, what the fuck, man? What, what, what does your family do on Christmas? Do you, like, get up early, early? Do you have a tree? Are there? Do you have a stocking? I think my mom does that shit sometimes, yeah. Still, probably. So, okay, but so it's what, like every year she'll do like less and less, which I'm 127% fine with. What I don't understand, that you know, thankfully, uh, well, mm. I don't know, my parents are dead, so I don't have to deal with any of that. You're lucky, man. Which, yeah, <laughs> I do, you know, around the holidays, I am yeah, actually like thankful yeah. for that. Um, but the one thing I never understood is, you know, why not just have you come home the second week in January yeah. when no one's fucking traveling? Or maybe in March. People aren't like me. They don't. Time is irrelevant to me. Days don't matter. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you could celebrate my birthday yeah. fucking now. I don't. I don't. Give or a not shit. at all. Or not at and all. And I don't care. You know? Yeah. Um. Who? Who? Who knows when? What time means? I God. don't. You know? Do you guys have to do like family parties? Like, uh, like uh, do a party one night, invite all your your in laws and your like uh, extended family, get eggnog and all that. There's like a what Christmas Day we have, I go to my mother's relatives' house and we have like a meal, you know. Wow. Yeah. So then you like, gotta even <laughs> a lot of like Italians, you know. They're playing. Sir Harrison, what have you been up to? Dominic the Italian Christmas donkey and other songs. You know what I mean? That the songs they listen to. Do you have to watch all those movies, like the the cloaky animation movies? Isn't that no? It's just or like cloaky. I don't know. The, a Christmas story is on every channel. So what else are you gonna uh, watch? You know, you're gonna watch that. That's what they're gonna watch. God. Or the game? Is there a game on? I don't know. I don't yeah. know what happens. I don't. I don't know. I, and it's cold there too. Oh, on top it's of real it, cold, yeah. bro. You yeah, I, I. You know, I feel for you, man. That sucks. That I, sucks. I don't. If I didn't already have a ticket, I'd be like, "Fuck this." You know? could, could you do that? And would they would they expect that of you? And they be like, oh, you know, I, I just started a job. Come. I have all this stuff to do. 
Hey, you didn't have to do any <laughs> job holiday parties, did you? Like, did they do anything at work, like a white elephant or a secret Santa? There, like other departments other than mine seem to be having parties. There was some kind of big party outside where it was like, hey, we got like fucking crab cake sliders and like uh, ice cream sandwich buffet bar and all this awesome shit. And, and cool. Why didn't you crash it? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you just went good. down there and last like... Last week, yeah. It was fine. Yeah, that's not it was bad. A good time. Wait, yeah. they actually had alcoholic beverages? Oh, yeah. God, my Free company, drinks. My company sucks. And all this awesome food that was like dope as fuck. Dude, my company sucks. Like four they different kinds of sliders like and all this, you know, a fucking tater tot bar with like, you what? could put all these different toppings on your tater tots. Dude, that's how it should be. It's crazy. Were, were people getting lit? Like, were people getting drunk? No. Or was it pretty, like, no, they were reserved? Pretty, you know, everyone's an adult. Everyone's pretty... Well, it's not like know, the 1950s yeah. office parties. Yeah. It's no one's, like, like, jumping on the Xerox machine. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm working in back at the Costco with fucking Jizzy Jake or something, you know? <laughs> well, those, what did those come... Like, those places give you, like, what, like a, you know, like a jello mold or something, like a gift certificate for the jello of the month club? Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, my, my work didn't do shit. Mm. Although we, we, our team did a white elephant. Like a white elephant. What is that? Exchange. What are you talking about with the white elephant? I, you know, the p- companies love to do this shit. Yeah. Where it's like, everybody buys a gift and you, you wrap it up and you're, no one's supposed to see who the gift came from. So you just kind of put in like a, you know, a, just a, a generic wrapping paper or whatever. And you put it in on the table and then you get a number and you go pick a gift mm. and your gift can get stolen two times by other people. So when your number comes up and you're like number 10, you could choose to steal one of the gifts that have already been picked. Mm. Or you can go pick a new gift. I always get the shittiest gift. And if I do get something cool, it'll get stolen. But I actually got, I actually brought a really good gift. Way better than all the other shitty gifts that everyone else gives. Like everyone's like a Starbucks gift certificate or someone bought like, you know, this camping pump where you could like filter out water for camping. It's like a pump thing that you could like well, pump you water. You could turn your urine into water like in water world? Yeah, something, okay. something like that. Like you can wow, go get creek water and like it distills it for you. That's amazing. And then, uh, you know, then other people brought like, here's a moon lamp. I actually went to Spencer's <laughs> Gifts yeah. and I got this like big ass fucking back incense burning dragon. It's like if you're if you're seeing a back Spencer gifts. What did you go back in time? <laughs> There's one in the Glendale Galleria. Oh, okay. I didn't even know. I was walking oh by because I was thinking like I got it, and I bought a gift. Did you like, get a fucking hat with tits on it or something? <laughs> he had those. <laughs> they also have one with a dong and balls. Just like you were, I kind of wanted to give one for my brother. Yeah, but I, yeah, it was like mm. the thing was at noon, and it was like. 1130 you get that poster with all the different kinds of shits on it <laughs> the ghost shit <laughs> the ghost shit yeah. like the einstein shit yeah but yeah it was like it was like 1130 i'm like oh fuck i gotta get a gift so i just ran mm. to the mall mm. and i was gonna go to target and as i was walking to target i'm like what the fuck spencer's gifts mm. all these other stores have gone under but spencer's gifts yeah. still there and do you know they have like they have like full like actual sex toys Hmm. Like vibrators and shit. Yeah. Like flashlights. But yeah, so I got this like... I got you this wizard big bong. Ass, well, that's kind of what this was. It okay, was like a yeah. big ass dragon. You put yeah. incense in it and yeah. it like all smokes out of the bottom. Okay. By far the coolest gift. Right. I almost like... I, well, 
I I got like basically I was like the second person I picked up some stupid shitty gift. Mm. It was like a really shitty wine opening set, mm. and I was stuck with it because no one wanted to steal it. That so. is not what I I gotta say. Yeah. That is not what I guessed when oh. I when you said white elephant. Would you think it was some kind of Ku Klux Klan kind of thing? Uh, no, I thought it was like <laughs> they play Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes, and then at least two people go through the DTS because there's no alcohol at the holiday party. Well, that's, that's actually what pretty close okay, okay. to what it is. Yeah, yeah that's what I was you know. thinking. I don't know. They had, they had holiday music. But, okay. But yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, but, you know, fuck Christmas. Fuck Hanukkah. Fuck, like, Christmas dinner. I just hate holidays. Fuck I hate the whole thing. Everybody. Fuck everybody. You, you know what I got to do this Christmas? What? And uh, I'm going to have to speak kind of quietly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on a Christmas cruise <laughs> next week. <laughs> Did you hear that Christmas cruise to like the Bahamas, Jamaica, the Cayman Ooh, Islands? I want to take you to <laughs> yeah. Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. It's like an area yeah. of the world mm. I never thought I would ever go. Yeah. You know, it's just an area of the world that doesn't want me. Right. And I don't really necessarily want it. But I yeah. got really drunk one night hanging out with my girlfriend and her parents. Mm. And uh, her father's mother, like her grandmother was like, I, I guess is rich. Mm. And they're like... We're taking the whole family on Christmas cruise. She would like to take you too. And they're paying for everything. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And then the next day, I woke up and I was like, what did, we, what did I agree to last night? Mm. And then, uh, then she told me and I was like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, if I didn't have to do that, I could just sit at home and everything. And then her, uh, her mother's like, well, we already bought you a ticket. <sighs> so I'm, I'm committed. <sighs> Yeah, a cruise. Yeah. Like and this is like a cruise of like senior citizens. I mean, I'll probably be one of the youngest people on this thing. That's where I wanna <laughs> go. Way down in Kokomo. I don't even like sunlight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna have to be in like Jamaica. I whatever. I, I know a lot of people are like they probably got a magician on the ship. And a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sure and like some the, kind of stupid magician, bullshit Cirque du Soleil the thing. Comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It's yeah. going to be. It's. I, I'm dreading it. Mm. I'm dreading it. I don't Maybe know why. Maybe you'll get shipwrecked like in Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do shit like that. I, yeah. It's my New Year's resolution is not to get drunk and do stupid shit. Yeah. Whatever. I know a lot of people would love to go on a cruise for free. Mm. I'm just not one of those people. Well, because it's like whenever like rich people are like, throwing money around it's never like the way you want it to you know no it's like it's like hey grandma how about instead you just give me two thousand dollars so i can crowdfund my own suicide or yeah or something, you know, something like, like that, that you know yeah or give me a ticket to go mm. to fucking thailand yeah. yeah whatever it's like i yeah. don't know have you ever been on a cruise it's the great island uprising charlie brown <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's the funny thing about the Bahamas. It's yeah. like we're not going to the actual Bahamas. We're going to an an island or part of the Bahamas that the cruise ship owns. Like the cruise line owns their own like Bahama Island. Oh, you're going to Sex Island or whatever it is, oh, with Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein or something. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. know, but I bet, I bet, yeah. I imagine there's a bunch of like Bahamian slaves. Okay, that just have to smile and bring you anything you want i'm like Voodoo zombies. give me another mai tai yeah, yeah. they're in like the yeah. uh they got the serpent in the rainbow <laughs> what roots that root called oh yeah the and serpent in the rainbow yeah i forget something what was that from get out when they're in the the under place or whatever what was the that sunken called place. the sunken place yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where all the bahamians are they have yeah. to serve us yeah 
Anyway. What a nightmare. I mean, I'll get attacked well, by look, pirates. I'm sure it'll be fine. There's a pool probably on the boat. I don't know. With the, and, I've never been on a cruise. I never plan on doing it. I will never do it. it it's not but, a, uh, it's not a very I, fun way to travel, personally. I'll be following but, your Instagram closely. Oh, yeah. I'll be, I'll yeah. be posting pictures of me with my yeah. drinks with umbrellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess yeah. that is one good thing is... Uh, her her grandmother's a, a drinker, and mm. so she got unlimited drinks for everyone. So I, I'm 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 yeah. actually quite eager to test what unlimited means. Well, the, you know, it depends on what kind of. I mean, hopefully it's a high class cruise; it'll be all right. But usually it's just like they water it down, and they water it down with hey. like cholera water. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> doesn't everybody get diarrhea? Yeah, yeah, these things? yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, pretty so. much. It's just like you just walk. You just like walking around and sleeping in just like a giant diarrhea it's a big tub of diarrhea basically boiler you yeah know? that's what it is i did go yeah. on a cruise you know my, my father was a cruise ship rabbi after he retired right and my sister went on a bunch of cruises in the caribbean and all that mm. i never did that I, I went on one cruise with him from istanbul to cairo to athens mm. and and you know there's cool places to visit not cool to do on a cruise Right. Yeah, what they do is they, they drop you off and like, here's the island of Santorini. You have two hours before we leave. And it's okay. like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, you know, it sucks. Yeah. It's it's not a fun way to travel. Yeah. At least this, uh, the one thing about this one is when I went with my father, because he was staff, we're at the bottom of the boat, mm. like where fucking DiCaprio was on the Titanic with right. like a tiny little porthole. Fucking in the car kind of thing. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was awful. This right. time... We got like a fucking like suite with our own mm. deck mm. overlooking the ocean. Okay, so that might be that. That'd be pretty cool, I guess. Man, S- still gonna get diarrhea. You know what? Everywhere. I do have that suicide fantasy. No, of where I just fall off the edge of the boat. You know, you know and nobody that's knows. probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because would you it's just not drown? a fun way to do it? Why you would just drown, right? Yeah, but that's not a fuck. To drown in the middle of the ocean is not the best way to die in terms of. Unlimited beverages. Unlimited. So you're going to be wasted and then you yeah. fall into the ocean. But then you probably like pass out on the deck before you even fall off the edge is what will most likely happen. You know? Or you know what? What I would probably what would probably happen to me is I'd jump over the or I'd jump over the edge and just fall on the deck below. Yeah, yeah. And just be all mangled. Yeah. Yeah. Not eaten by tiger sharks. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Um, so episode 666. You know, there was a lot of pressure There's leading lot of pressure, up to this one, so you know, and we didn't even know that it was going to fall like on the holiday show. Yeah. So we kind of like coupled it with a holiday show, you know, part one. Yeah. And uh, we're like, well, what are we going to do for it? Well, it turns out we got an interview. Okay. And I was, I was sending out the feelers for the interviews. You I was were. trying to get a bunch of different people. Yeah. And uh, a guy responded who, um, actually, I've always wanted to interview this guy. I've, I've tried to get him on the show you know, years past, but, um, you know, it actually worked out for episode six, six, six. And it's, yeah, I gotta say it's a, a kind of a perfect guest yeah. for episode six, 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 uh, Damien Eccles, one of the members of the West Memphis three and the author of several books. Now, uh, most recently high magic, a guide to the spiritual practices that saved my life, life on death row. Uh, agreed to uh, chat with us on the show. Yeah. Um, pretty interesting guy. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's hard to it's hard to fathom what this dude has lived through. Right, yeah. And I just remember even, you know, back when it happened, I remember reading about it being like horrified just because I mean we back in the early nineties, I mean, we all had satanic shit. We all listened to Slayer. We all sure. you know, it's like any of us could have been I mean, we were wearing like I had like long black dreads. Yeah. 
you know. We and, all had that fake Necronomicon that they sold exactly. at Barnes and Noble, you know. An anarchist cookbook. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had yeah. all that shit. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that, that's basically what happened here. I mean, this guy had the misfortune of growing up in West yeah. Memphis, Arkansas. And uh, in 1993, three boys were murdered. And who do they point their fingers at? It's Damien Eccles, uh, this guy Jesse Miss Kelly, and uh, James Jason Baldwin. There's the three Hessians. Yeah. You know, that, uh, mm -hmm. that used to hang out, listen to death metal. And they're like, those guys did it. Mm -hmm. And they had real, they had no evidence really. Yeah. Uh, they had like, I don't even think they had even had any witnesses. I think they had a couple they had people. Fake witnesses that later on were like. Fault, who recanted, you like know, false we, witnesses. Yeah, 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 because they got money for it or they got like time off their shit. And one yeah. of the guys, yeah. I think, had like mental development issues or something. I think, I don't know if it's Jason Baldwin or, the, or Jesse Miss Kelly, but, but they, uh, they, they like forced a confession out of him. Right. And so then yes. next thing you know, all three of these guys, well, Jesse and Jason were sentenced to life in prison, but Damien Eccles, who is uh, who they called the prosecution asserted was the ringleader mm. of this satanic uh, group here, mm. was sentenced to death. Yeah, and uh, sure enough, you know, yeah. you know, the rest is history. But they, uh, they, he was released in uh, 2011, and it's amazing that the guy is still writing books. They even had a witness that actually said that, like, they she went with them to like a fucking satanic orgy, like a black mass, like come, come to the Sabbath kind of deal. And who wow. later was like, yeah, I just wanted 20 grand. And then yeah. that's what the thing was. Wait, did know? they, wait, they, if the, the reward was 20 grand. Something like that, yeah. Man. So, God. you know. Because I don't yeah. know if you're in fucking rural Arkansas, yeah, 20 it's like grand can change your entire You could buy a house yeah, 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 20 yeah. grand, you yeah. know, especially so, back then. Yeah. So anyway, uh, um, coming up next here is an interview with uh, Damien Eccles. Hello. Hello, Damien. Yes, Hey, it's uh, D. Simon Harrison here calling from uh, Signal Podcast. Uh, thanks for being on the show this morning. Thank you guys for having me. Um, so uh, I saw that uh, this year, actually recently, in uh, end of October, you released a new book, High Magic, A Guide to the Spiritual Practices That Saved My Life on uh, Death Row. Um, so this is your fourth book, right? It is, yeah. Uh, Two were autobiographies. Uh, one was a book of letters back and forth between my wife and I that we wrote while I was in prison. And wow. then this is the fourth one, and I'm already working. I'm probably two-thirds of the way through uh, the sequel to this one, which will be the fifth one. Is it more of a memoir, or is it more of like a guide to like spiritual, like magic practices? This is definitely a guide, although there are some you know, autobi autobiographical elements woven in it. Uh, just because I wanted to give people, you know, like examples of how certain things work or how they had worked for me in my life. Uh, the book, it's what I wanted to do. You know, my my um, my absolute passion in life has always been ceremonial magic ever since I was a child. And what I wanted to do with this book was show people what it is. You know, we, we've got these huge misconceptions in the West that come mostly from like really bad horror movie. Harry Potter from exactly yeah. Harry Potter or the old Catholic uh, church burn them at the stake tradition. Um, most of what people know about ceremonial magic is, is, you know, not even close to accurate. So I wanted to write this book to show people that essentially what magic is, is the Western path to enlightenment. It accomplishes some of the exact same things that eastern traditions like buddhism hinduism taoism it accomplishes some of the exact same changes in consciousness that those traditions do 
only it does it using Western iconography and imagery. Did you become a practitioner of Aleister Crowley's specific brand of magic? Because I read that you um, started reading the principles of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn while you were on death row. Exactly. Uh, The Golden Dawn is probably the biggest force for keeping magic alive in the Western world. You know, they sort of really revived it in the late 1800s. And that was not Crowley's order, although he was part of it for a short period of time in the late 1890s, mid-1890s. His order technically is called the OTO. It's a German order, which he went and became the head of after the Golden Dawn um, disbanded uh, around the year 1900. Uh, So there is some overlap there, but it's not entirely the same thing. The Golden Dawn is a uh, sort of a tributary or a branch that goes all the way back to ancient Samaria. Um, You know, these were techniques that have been practiced there all through Egyptian times, all the way up until you had the wars going on between the Muslims and the Christians whenever the Knights Templar started to take part in that. The Knights Templar come in contact with this current of energy while they're escorting pilgrims through this holy land to keep them from getting robbed. The, after That's how it makes its way to Europe. The Knights Templar bringing it back to Europe. The Golden Dawn picks it up. That's how it eventually makes its way into America. So this is a really, really old uh, spiritual tradition, a lineage, you know, just like in Tibetan Buddhism that is passed down master to student, master to student, or through orders and lodges. Either way, it's a current of energy that extends back to that period of time. Again, it's the same thing in Tibetan Buddhism whenever they talk about giving someone's receiving transmission. You know, for one example, when I was on death row, I received um, what they call POA transmission, which is for all intents and purposes to help you get ready to die. It's a series of techniques you practice to eject your consciousness from your body at the moment of death so that you don't go through that period. You know, most people, whenever they first die, they're really confused. They don't know Mm. what's happening. Doing this prevents that from happening, like you stay conscious. Um, It's passed from, you know, I received it from a a Tibetan teacher who had also received it on down the line, passed as a current of energy. Ceremonial magic works the same way. Are you like actually projecting yourself at that point or moving yourself out of out of the physical realm, I guess? It overlaps um, because we have, you know, most people are familiar with at least the concept of the astral body, also called the etheric body. But there are also other planes of existence. You know, we have a physical body. We have an astral body. We have a mental body. We have an emotional body, a spiritual body. We have think of it as um, we're built almost like Russian dolls. You know, those little Russian dolls, the smaller one. That's sort of how our energy anatomy is constructed. So whenever you're talking about astral projection, what you're talking about is putting your consciousness into the astral body. When you're doing these techniques, you're going a little above that into slightly more subtle realms of reality um, so that it's, it's the same principle but not the same body. You're not on the astral level of reality. You're on the spiritual level of reality. On a different plane. Exactly. At this point, um, when you were in prison... Weren't you confined to uh, a cell for 23 hours a day, just solitary confinement? Well, that, by that point, I was actually in there for uh, 24 hours a day. Um, they say that you're, they'll tell the public that you're allowed out for an hour a day. What they mean by out is they take you from the cell where you sleep and put you in another cell. 
and that's what they call your yard time. By that point, um, you are no longer in contact with other people. Uh, I wasn't seeing, I, you know, I didn't even see sunlight for almost 10 years. Wow. Um, you are completely and absolutely alone. The only time that I ever saw anyone was when guards would come into my cell to do something or I was allowed to have a visitor once a week for three hours. That was, that was allowed to come to your cell? No, uh, they would take me out of my cell and down to a visitation area and put me in another cell with whoever had come to see me. Wow, yeah. And so how long were you in this type of confinement? Uh, all total, 18 years and 76 days. Um, the first 10 years, I was in a maximum security unit prison. The last eight years, I was in a super maximum security unit prison. So I'm, I'm curious, why would they transfer? I, I'm assuming you're a nonviolent prisoner at this point. Uh, why would they transfer you to Supermax? Because I've read that like prior to the transfer, like you were able to have contact even with your other two, two friends who are also incarcerated, uh, Jason Baldwin and, and Jesse. But then then they, they isolated everybody or isolated all of you. Well, you know, technically the prison, what they call the correctional system system now is actually the prison industrial complex. This is a company that people are making tremendous amounts of money off of. Yeah, Jeff when Sessions. They built, yes. They built this whole huge building for as a super maximum security unit prison and didn't have enough people to fill it. So they took everyone on death row, even though they used to bring politicians on tours through there all the time, and they would tell them the guys on death row are actually the most well-behaved unit in the entire prison. Even after telling people that, they still rounded everyone on death row up, took us over, and stuck everyone in the super maximum security unit prison just because they didn't have enough people to fill the cells. Once they put us in there, then they could bring, you know, start bringing in more people who were lower level offenders, you know, who were being arrested for like smoking weed or whatever, and stick those guys in the maximum security unit cells. What it all came down to is they were just trying to fill those cells as quickly as possible to bring in more money. Yeah, with bodies. So yes. I read that you had a, a, a quote here of yours is that you said in the movies, it's always the other prisoners you have to watch out for. But in real life, it's the guards and the administration. I mean, did you find this? Like, when did you come to realize this? Like, I, I imagine you must have had some type of relationship with the guards after 18 years. I, I realized it almost immediately. You know, as soon as I got there, they took me to a part of the prison that they call the hole. Um, it, sometimes during the summer, it can get up to 140 degrees back there. It's full oh, wow. of rats. It's God. filthy. Uh, they took me back there, and for the next 18 days, they beat the living hell out of me. And it wasn't even anything personal. It was just like, welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, they had beat me so bad at one point that I even started to piss blood. Jesus. The only thing that saved my life was sometimes the sewage would back up. You'd find yourself standing in like ankle-deep sewage for two or three days at a time. Well, the guards aren't going to clean that up. What they would do is bring other inmates in from the rest of the prison and make them clean the sewage up. It was those inmates that saw what was being done to me, and they went to a deacon from the Catholic Church who used to come in and bring communion to death row inmates. They told him what they had seen, what was being done to me. He, he goes to the warden and says, you know, I know you're killing this guy, and if it doesn't stop, I'm going to start telling people. That's the only oh, thing wow. they care about. The fact that someone outside those walls they may hear leak. about something going on. Exactly. That wow. was the only thing that saved my life. So, 
I mean, I imagine you must have been, you and, and your friends must have been targets because you would have been labeled child killers, child murderers. So was that worse amongst the prisoners or the guards, or is it just both? Well, for me, it was completely, you got to keep in mind, I was row, which is completely different from the rest of the prison. On death row, everybody knows if you spend time squabbling and fighting amongst yourselves, they're going to kill every one of us one by one. You have a common enemy and you have a common cause, which is trying to stay alive. You also know that whatever they do to the next guy, if they get away with it, they're going to do it to you. So you don't have that sort of, you know, infighting on death row the way you do in the rest. The guards, they're just, you know, we talk about things in magic called a morphic field. A morphic field is basically comprised of all the different, for lack of a better term, auras of the people there. Well, think about a prison, for example. You are dealing with, you, you've got thousands of people in here mm. who have committed the most horrendous murders, um, rapes, whatever you can imagine, all in one place. You know, you've never heard a little kid say, when I grow up, I want to be a prison guard. So it's not a job that a lot of people strive for. Yeah. It usually ends up drawing like lower levels of consciousness, people who operate on lower levels of consciousness, which aren't going to be very different from you know the people there who have committed some of the worst crimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to tell people the only difference in prison guards and inmates is the guards have the keys. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's true. So did you actually have an execution date? Like, do they have capital punishment in Arkansas? Yeah. Uh, my, they executed somewhere between 20, 25 and 30 people while I was there. Um, I actually even lost count over time. Uh, right after I got there, they executed three people at one time within just a couple weeks of my arrival. Lethal my injection? First, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My first um, execution date was May 5th of 1996 oh wow that's it's like only like three or two years after you were uh first put there arrested yeah yeah Yeah. or wait a minute you know what i take that back i get it confused um 94 94 may 6 of 94 a lot of this stuff it's hard for me to remember it's it because you know this sounds crazy to people out here but people think like this prison experience was the defining characteristic that it's part of what makes me me and i try to explain to people that for me it's almost inconsequential it's you know actually almost irrelevant Mm. for me my entire life has been ceremonial magic in magic we have a concept called will it's similar to dharma in buddhism it means what you're here for you know like i said a while ago we're not just here to become one with divinity or we would have never been born we're here for a purpose that purpose is our will my will, I always knew, was to do these practices, to do magic. It's what brought me joy. It's what brought me happiness. While I was doing those things in prison, sometimes entire weeks would go by when I didn't even think about the fact that I was in prison. It, you know, it got to the point where uh, I, I read a story one time about Timothy Leary, um, the guy who did yeah, all the LSD Dr. Timothy Leary. Yes, he was in prison at one point, and Ramdas goes to visit him and says, you know, we've come up with a plan to break you out of here. And Timothy Leary says, you can't do that. I've got too much work to do. That was the way I started to feel when I was in prison. You know, like I wasn't even thinking. Prison, it just so, it was like it was, it just happened to be the place I was 
while I was doing what I was meant to do. So, you know, I didn't dwell on it. I didn't think about it, to be honest, as crazy as that sounds to most people out here. Well, I imagine so that's a, lot of it, a, a bit of a coping oh, mechanism at that point. Oh, yeah. I th- well, I think most people don't ever master it in there, though. And, and I saw that firsthand, too. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, as soon as they come in there, they, um, they start to stagnate. They stop growing. And part of that is because they don't have any life outside those walls. You know, they, yeah. they concentrate and focus on the horrific shit. Oh, I'm sorry, the horrific things yeah, that are... You can swear. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> they, they concentrate on 24 hours a day on the most horrific shit that's either happening to them or that they're witnessing or, or whatever it is. And that's where they live. That's their conscious state all the time. Well, they I mean, it, don't it, develop any sort of life for themselves, which is what I tried to do. I mean, that takes discipline. I mean, it's got to be tough. When the film Paradise Lost came out, I mean, that must have changed the, the tide of public opinion for you. Like, when did the like celebrities start taking interest in your case? You know, once again, it's hard for me to say just because I was inside and all that was happening mm-hmm. when I'm on the outside. But you didn't have anything uh, to do with it. It just sort of someone took interest in your yeah. case. And next thing you know, it became a cause. That's it. That's exactly what happened. Um, people started, you know, I've never even seen the, the documentaries, uh, the Paradise wow. Lost things. Um, it's, I, it's, it's great. It's one of those things. I just, you know, it's. I, there was a guy one time that was almost executed. They carried mm-hmm. him over to the death house, which is where they actually carry out the execution. And at the last minute, he got a stay mm-hmm. of execution and he comes back. And he said, at one point later, he told me, he said, while I was over there, he said, my entire life flashed before my eyes, but I didn't watch it because it was a rerun. <laughs> and as, as, more, as morbid as that sounds, that's kind of like what all those documentaries are for me. You know, yeah, it's like, it's a, do you I was there. That I lived experience? There. Exactly. Yeah. You know. But other you know, I understand why they had such a huge impact on people out here um, because they were really, really real. You know, they were courtroom footage. So it kind of let people experience it as if they were there firsthand. People all over the world started seeing them. And the next thing I knew, you know, they had put together websites. They were doing everything from holding benefit concerts to yeah. bake sales. I mean, Eddie Vedder, uh, like, Johnny yes, Depp. Yep. Peter Jackson. Yeah, Peter Jackson. He's great. Uh, Natalie Maines. Um, you know, tons of people started coming on board, doing everything they possibly could to help us. Which is which is amazing. I, I think part of the reason why it resonated so much is it. I mean, honestly, at least for me, I mean, it could have been me in that situation. I was listening to metal. I was I had a satanic Bible, like you know, when I was a sophomore in high school, and I grew up in Michigan, and so I think seeing something like that, I was like, you know, that could have been us. You know, that could have been my, me and my friends. Yeah, that's that what <coughs> Henry Rollins what said most too. People say, "Yep, exactly." Uh, Henry Rollins said, it. "That seems to be the overriding sentiment." that brought most people to this case that made them want to help because they could see some element of themselves in what was happening. So you were released due to an Alford plea. Yes. How did that come about? Like, were they like, you know what? You're obviously innocent, but we can't let you go without charging you with something. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the prosecutor in my case, um, did a interview for one of the documentaries And he said in this interview, his main cause of concern was that if this case was overturned, on average, people get paid something like $1 million for every year that they're wrongfully sent to death row. There were me and two other guys. So he's figuring that's going to cost the state somewhere like $60 million. 
he looks at it as his job to make sure that the state doesn't have to pay the $60 million. So that's where the Alfred plea comes from. I had never heard of this thing, didn't know anything about it. What it comes down to is it is a way for the state not to be held accountable. What it does, you are accepting a guilty plea while at the same time still being legally allowed to maintain your innocence. Makes no sense it's, it's whatsoever. It's a paradox. I mean, it makes no sense. Yes. Yes. The only reason it exists is to keep them from being held accountable. Well, so to make sure you're not eligible for wrongful conviction compensation. Exactly. Exactly. God. So we walked out of prison. We lost 20 years of our lives and walked out of prison with absolutely nothing. You know, the day I walked out, I didn't have so much as a suit of clothes to change into. I had nowhere to go. I didn't have a penny of money in my pocket. And I was going through horrendous PTSD because not only have I been in prison for 20 years, I've been in solitary confinement for almost a decade. And suddenly, overnight, they just say, okay, get out. Go about your life. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. That's like, I mean, the world had changed so much in those, like, two decades. Like, oh, I mean, I you, even... you were arrested when I was in a senior in high school. And you are released, yes. like, I don't know, 2011. So it's like, how, how was that? Like, that must have been difficult to adjust. It was so psychologically devastating that I don't even have memories of the first two years that I was out. It shattered me to the core of my soul. If you add up everything I can remember for the first two years that I was out of prison, it may come up to a few hours of time. Man. I mean, I was broken. Well, keeping, you know, yeah, when I was in I, prison, I was like reading. I read constantly. I would read from three to five books a week. The day I walked out of prison, I could not even read a single page anymore. I would read the same thing. Like, I would start to try to read the page of a book, and I would read it over and over and over, and I could not retain what I had been reading when I got to the bottom of the page. I couldn't follow the plot lines of TV shows. I would introduce myself to the same person repeatedly because I could not even remember that I had met them. It absolutely destroyed me. The day I walked out, I was doing magic for eight hours a day. When I walked out, I couldn't even do it for eight minutes anymore. It had broken me to such an extent. I had to start over, you know, like a, yeah. like I was beginning, doing a couple of minutes at a time, a couple of minutes at a time, gradually building up. It, it, I don't think I approached anything even remotely resembling normal states of consciousness until maybe two years. And I've been out for about seven years now. Oh, man. I mean, you at this point, you must have zero faith in the justice system. Oh, absolutely none. Um, you know, the, the justice system isn't what rectified the situation. What fixed this situation were people out here. You know, the people yeah. you were just talking about saying that could have been me. The people doing bake sales and making Facebook pages and websites and, and marching around the Capitol holding signs. Those were the people who forced this change to come about. If not for those, the state would have murdered me and swept this under the rug. Yeah. I, you know, people think for some reason that judges and prosecutors and attorney generals, that they have these positions because they're somehow moral people. In actuality, they are uh, politicians, just yeah. like senators, just like congressmen. Their number one priority is winning the next election, period. That's what they're concerned with. They will sentence innocent people to death. They don't care as long as they don't have to admit they made a mistake and can do whatever they need to do to win that next election. And, and especially at, at this time, I imagine, uh, you know, in the 90s, early 90s, you know, three boys were horribly murdered. 
you know, they need to solve this case. So who else? It's like we can pin it on these guys. That's easy. Done. Move on to the next one. Yep. You know? I mean, that was part of what got us out was we had, you know, even years later, we had eyewitnesses coming forward. When they didn't even do DNA testing. You know, they didn't they didn't start doing DNA mind. testing until um, sometime in the 2000s. I can't even remember what year exactly it was. But then they find that not only did the DNA not match me or the other two guys that it, that they had convicted, uh, it matched one of the victim's family members. Not only that, but we had three eyewitnesses come forth and say we saw the man who the DNA matched with all three victims within an hour of the time they were murdered. The state still would not overturn this case. So they've never found out who murdered these boys then? To this day, they still refuse. The way that we found out who the DNA was the closest match to was from my wife digging through people's garbage to get cigarette butts to try to match the DNA. To this day, the prosecutors have still refused to put the results of the DNA test through CODIS, which is the system they put it through to find a match. So we know it didn't match me or the other two guys, but the prosecutor still has refused to put it through the system to see who it does match. You know, I'm, wow. su- I'm surprised there hasn't been a podcast, you know, with like a, a husband and wife or something that, that comes out to try to solve this murder, like serial, you know? Oh, there, there's uh, actually there's been a few of them. Uh, one that's going on right now, there was a guy named Bob Ruff who does the Truth and Justice podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, familiar with that one. Yeah, he's the one working on it right now. He took it up, uh, I don't know, six months, nine months ago, something like that. I don't know. To, to be honest, I don't really pay attention to any of the stuff that goes on around the case anymore. It's kind of like, do you really want to relive that experience? So are you ever in contact with, uh, with um, Jason and uh, Jesse? Not really, no. no? Um, Jesse went right back to Arkansas, still lives there somewhere with his dad. Uh, from what I've heard, he has severe Alzheimer's, um, oh, man. so he takes care of his dad. Uh, Jason lives in Texas. We may text each other, I don't know, two or three times a year. Um, but no, you know, people think that, you know, we were together the whole yeah. time or that we knew each other the whole time. But we didn't even see each other for almost 20 years. Wow. What, what about the victims' families? When you're released, did they ever contact you and uh, apologize or say anything? When one of the documentaries came out, we actually um, traveled around together, you know, doing Q&As after it was over. Two out of three of the families are completely on our side and have been doing everything they can to help because, you know, they want to see the person who actually did it go to prison, too. Yeah, I imagine get some closure. So, uh, Damien, um, uh, th- you know, thanks for chatting with us. Uh, real quick, so are you currently doing a tour where you're like doing a magic seminar? Um, I j- it just wrapped up. It just finished. Um, the next one I will be doing, I'll be doing a, uh, a weekend um, retreat in, jo- in Joshua Tree, California oh, wow. in April. Uh, and people can, you know, I'll, I'll post about it. Yeah, you know, on social media, I just use my name, just at Damien Eccles on either, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Instagram is the one I'm most active on just because it seems to be the platform that has the least negativity. Yeah, these crazy stuff. Uh, but if anybody's curious about, you know, you know, wants to find out about upcoming classes or whatever, they can just find me on there and I'll usually post saying, you know, when and where they're going to be. You know, uh, Harrison, we should check this out. I mean, we, I mean, I, yeah. we, we live only like an hour and a half away from Joshua Tree, but I, w- I would love to learn more about it. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, you guys there. yeah, when uh, when when we find out about the date, 
Uh, we'll post it. We'll post it on our site and put it out there. Excellent. Um, and uh, people, you can go check out Damien's book, High Magic, which is pretty much available where books are sold, right? Yeah, Amazon. Be, yep. Okay, great. Well, thanks for chatting with us, man. Uh, of course. Very thanks for having me. We'll let you go, and uh, yeah, you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll be in touch. I'm sure. I'm definitely interested in, in checking out this seminar. Excellent. All right. Thank you guys so much. Talk right. Thanks, later. Damien. Take it easy. Right. You Bye. too. Bye bye. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So I have a uh, Christmas story here. Um... That just really pissed me off. Mm. This, you know how like sometimes you read an article in passing and then it just sticks with you and then later, like six hours later, you'll be like, the fuck is that? Like, I just kept thinking about it, ruminating about it, just getting angrier and angrier. Yeah. And this story just really pissed me off. You might have heard about this. What happened to me with the Captain Marvel thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Captain Marvel thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Is it because you, you hate the fact that someone would do a movie about that character? No. Like Aquaman? Are, no, I just hate all comic book writers that are more successful than I am, which is all comic so book petty writers. Hatred, all yeah. of them. All of them are more <laughs> successful than I am. So all of them I don't like. They're all on my shit list, guys. Well, this is going to piss you off, okay. I imagine, too. Yeah. So uh, this made headlines last year. Mm-hmm. This guy, um, apparently a story last December about an unopened gift mm-hmm. appeared on TV, newspapers, and websites around the world. Um, apparently a man in Edmonton of course, this has to be Canada because mm. this wouldn't happen anywhere else. Okay. Has to be Canada. Uh, he made international headlines for holding on to a wrapped Christmas gift from a high school girlfriend who dumped him fifty years ago. He finally learned what it was on Thursday when she traveled to Edmonton and opened it for him as part of like an, a fundraising event. What was it? So, did you hear about this? No. What? You know, last year, I remember this guy, like some, uh, I think they did a, a feel good news story on him. Like yeah. this guy was dumped in 1971 and, and the day he was dumped, his girlfriend, his high school sweetheart gave him this package. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. every year put this package mm. under the tree and didn't mm. want to open it. And it became a tradition in his family, even though he is remarried imagine, with yeah. two other kids. What the fuck? You know, your wife's like, really, Bob? I would have, if I was a kid, I would have fucking opened it and then stomped on the gift in front of him and been like, Dad, there's your fucking dreams, you loser. Fuck you. You Pathetic cuck. You know, (laughs) sitting around in the garage listening to REO Speedwagon, you know, smoking your vape pen, putting together your little fucking models. Fuck you, Dad. Holding on to a whole fucking thing. Fucking shitty gift from your shitty ex girlfriend who Uh, dumped your ass. Yeah. So his name is Adrian Pierce. Uh, now a married father of two. Um, I can't believe anyone even have sex with this guy. Yeah. He received a small present wrapped in shiny purple paper shortly before Christmas in 1971 from his then-girlfriend, Vicki Allen, who's his first sweetheart. Okay. Um, but when she handed the gift to him, she broke up with him. Hmm. Dejected, he returned to the family home 
put it under his Christmas tree and vowed never to open it. Like that, that was his vow. That was his thing that he did. And every year he would take it out of the closet and put it under the tree with all the other gifts. What a fucking boring piece of shit. Because yeah. most people, if you're cool, you'd be at that moment. You'd be like, "I vow to create a race of atomic supermen that will conquer the world." That's what most people should do. Yeah, or like, or get revenge you know? on her. Like, I vow to tell everybody that she has herpes. You know, so okay. she never gets laid. Do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but or instead, like sh- did shit in a bag. Yeah, light, light it on fire, on put it on her doorstep. That's, That's the That's best revenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but instead, he pl- yeah. he placed the dog-eared gift under the tree every Christmas because he enjoyed the mystery of it. Fuck. Eventually, his wife actually put her foot down mm. uh, when their daughter, who was five, wanted to open it. She, the daughter was like, "Daddy, mm. when you die, I'll be able to open it then, right?" And he told her, shut the fuck up, you little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to put my foot down on this cocksucker's throat. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel about it. Well, the wife was like, I told him he could keep the gift, but I just didn't want mm. the gift out in mm. public. That's yeah. what she said. She said she's not a jealous her. person, but how pissed off would you be that if your ex mm. or if your wife was taking this gift from her ex, her ex-boyfriend, and putting it under the, the Hanukkah bush every year. You know, I'd pick it up, and I'd throw it into the fucking fire while I swirled around a fucking snifter of brandy and laughed. That's what I'd fucking do to this fuck face. And just burn you know, it. Fuck this whole thing. I think what I would have done is I would have, like, taken the gift in the middle of the night. I would have yeah. tiptoed around like the Grinch. <laughs> I would have taken that gift. Yeah. I would have unwrapped it very yeah. carefully. Mm. Then I would have taken a fucking shit in it. Yeah. I would have put a big piece <laughs> of my feces in it. Then I would have wrapped the gift back yeah. up and put it under the tree. Mm. And then I would have waited maybe 10 years from now with mm. her tradition. I would have been like, mm. hey, baby, let's just open the gift. Yeah. Let's just open the gift. And there's yeah. my calcified turd. And I'd be like, that's how much he hated you in your stupid tradition. You know, that's pretty good, but I would get identical wrapping paper. I would open it. I would throw whatever's <laughs> in the thing away. And then I would go to Spencer Gifts and I'd buy a... <laughs> Spencer <laughs> I'd buy a hat with a foam middle finger <laughs> on the top. <laughs> That's perfect. You know? get a little yeah. shot glass and yeah, yeah. suck my tits. <laughs> just put it in there. <laughs> and then wait 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Organize a big event, big fundraising event. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the story, the story uh, appeared because mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they put it out as a feel-good thing about this guy who kept this gift all this, all this time. And a friend who knew them both in high school sent the woman a link to one of the articles written about it and she was like didn't even think about the guy mm. she was like i forgot about this this whole thing and so she got in touch and uh with with him and then they agreed to like do this event where, where they come out here and she would stand on stage and open the gift that she gave him mm. and she didn't even remember what it was yeah 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 so she opens it up and uh she stood on stage in front of this pack cafe and like you know they had like you know, fucking news outlets there filming the whole thing. She peeled away the paper with Pierre standing beside her and his wife Janet in the audience. She was Janet wasn't even up on stage, and uh, she didn't even know what it was because it had been so long ago she'd forgotten. She opened it up and she says, "Oh no, 
I can't give that to him. She opens it up. You know what it was? It's a tiny aborted fetus. <laughs> she was like, this is yours. And that's the rest of the story. No, it's even worse. Okay. It's yeah. even worse. It was a small book called Love Is. New oh, ways to spot that certain feeling with cartoons. Do you remember so this from the seventies? Two fucking children <laughs> fucking each other or something, right? Do you Wasn't remember? It? Do you remember yeah. that from the Simpsons when Milhouse's parents <laughs> yeah, yeah. are in divorce and Homer's like, yeah. "What you need yeah. is love." Is yeah. it's about two naked eight-year-olds who are married. Right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's that's yeah. basically what that thing is. Yeah. It's like two naked children, mm. right, doing things. It's like what? Well, yeah. It's like what if. They made a porn about the fucking guy on the Ikea instructions and his wife. Yeah. You know? Or it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's the dumbest thing. I would have just taken that fucking thing and yeah. threw it in her face. Yeah. And then Are you, you shitting me with this? How, did, how is that a breakup <laughs> gift? Yeah. How is that a fucking, you know? I, you know, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, what'd you expect them to do with it? Yeah. I would have been pissed if we didn't even break up and she yeah. gave it to me. I'd be like, what the fuck do you want me to do with this? Yeah. God. Oh, yeah, here's fucking I'm Okay, You're Okay by Deepak Chopra. Well, here's some fucking fuck child yourself. porn. Have yeah, fun yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah, it's <laughs> a naked eight-year-olds. Yeah. And so um, th- she actually admitted as to why this happened, why she gave him the gift right. and broke up with him. Um, this is the reason why she dumped him. She, it turns out that while she was shopping she for the love is... <laughs> <laughs> she, no, she fisted an eight-year-old. Okay, okay. Um, but she, she was shopping for the gift uh, at the mall. Mm. She met another boy, mm. and they kissed on the spot. Mm. She says, it wouldn't have been so bad, but I kissed him back. So, And she said she knew Pierce would find out that she betrayed him, so she, she had to just you know, end the relationship. So in other words, How she's a hoe. How does explain what the gift is? Well, that, that she, she has to explain why she dumped him. Oh, because she it, kissed somebody at the mall? Yeah, because she's a hoe. Okay. The guy got lucky. Okay. He dodged a bullet with that one. I mean, here she goes, just like making out with just random dudes at the fucking mall. Are you saying that she's a hoe? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, so anyway, she comes out there and, uh, and, and, and opens this gift with him. And she said that uh, she had some trepidation about meeting Pierce. Mm. She was like, you know, it's weird that he kept the gift this long. Is he yeah. a stalker? I mean, he was a nice boy in 1971, mm. but now he might be an expert, you know, axe murderer. Okay. You know, uh, I mean, I, you know, I'd be nervous too. What do you think her husband said about this? I, I, would I, you be, what, what yeah. would you have said if this was your wife? I'd ask her if it was a sports almanac from the future. <laughs> then actually, yeah. 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 That, then that might actually be useful. Um, apparently, some people had accused Alan of being a terrible person for giving Pierce his Christmas present and breaking up with him. Pierce has been called everything from heartbroke bloke in the British press to moron yeah. in the New York Post. Yeah, I, I just called him a pathetic cuck because yeah. that's basically what he is. Um, and apparently, he's written a book about this whole experience. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it's, and it's fucking... a bestseller on yeah. the New York Times bestselling list. Are you shitting me? <laughs> I'm joking about that. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but his wife and Alan contributed chapters. Yeah. Um. He. This is what. Uh. What the. What Pierce told the crowd. He said, "I think it's absolutely fantastic that we're friends. My wife is even friends with Vicky. Mm. We're in a fantastic place where all you can feel is love." Do you think they had a menage a trois? Because Vicky owes him that for 
breaking up with him with this gift, yeah. shitty gift to begin with. She might, she, they might have all like you know hooked up at least once. Yeah, because it's always the people you don't want to have a menage a trois that have them. You know? Exactly. That's yeah. that's the way it works. Yeah, so. That's the way it works. Baby boomers. God, you know? I'm, I'm you still. Want I'm Nobody still... wants that, that to see that. You know. I could see them. They're or they're nudists or something. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, God, I'm still pissed off about mm. this. It, it you know I it ruined my day mm. when I read it, mm. and I'm at work and I was like all testy. Mm. And I went outside and took a walk for a little while just because I was so fucking pissed off. I didn't want to have to deal with like fucking Shirley and accounts payable and like. Pfft after reading something like this. Because I know like people would talk about it and be like, oh my God, this is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's like a oh, Christmas miracle. I opened the fucking shitty gift. You know what? If, if I mean, uh, uh, look, if, 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 if she broke up with me in 1971 and I, and I got the Love Is, and I opened it and it was the Love Is book, I'd go over there and I'd drive my Datsun through her fucking living room. Because <laughs> in this fantasy, I have a Datsun. I would just drive it right through the fucking wall into her living room. I'd be like, Merry Christmas! And then put the fucking book right on the hood. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there you go, bitch. Can Light have your the book fucking on fire book back. And throw it at her. God. Yeah. It pisses me off. This whole Still thing pissed is stupid. off about it. The whole yeah. thing is stupid. All of these people should be punished. God, or at least castrated. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, one thing that did not piss me off, actually, quite flattered me, is we got quite a few calls. Um, quite quite a few calls of uh, mm. people giving us some holiday wishes. Yep. I wish us a happy six six six, and I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody calling the sick in our hotline. We do, that's one of my favorite parts about the show. Yes, is doing uh, doing the hotline uh, calls and Trump dial line calls. Um, three two three five two two four zero three two is that number? Uh, give us a call. But yeah, we have we have like quite a few calls to get through, so we're gonna try to get through as many as possible. Uh, yeah, well, what's the first one here? Is it, here's, some, here's a holiday treat. Okay, an English fan. An English fan, yeah. a happy 666 for two minutes and 36 seconds. Wow, it's a long yeah. holiday Good wish. God, okay. Dean Harrison, hello. I was just calling from England land hello. to wish you a very, very... <laughs> Why is everyone such a creep? They all sound like Jimmy Savile. Like, hello. Love is two naked eight-year-olds. I'll fix it. Happy 666 sick and wrong episode. Bit of a tongue twister. Um, just one look. I'm, I'm sure dozens and dozens of your avid fans are calling dozens. to wish you the same, and I probably won't make it onto the show. But I want to let you know what a what a wonderful source of amusement you've all been for the past um, three years or more. I joined about a year before the Trump election. Uh, blah blah blah. Anyway, never mind all that. Just something I wanted to ask you about for your 666 episode. Do you guys have some sort of contingency plan or maybe even some last will and testament? A thought hit me while I was on the shitter earlier. It occurs to me, because you live in California, right? So, and that's a pretty bad place as things go. Certainly this like, past couple of months, shit went down recently. And if... Um, what happened? I don't know. Shit went down in what California? Happened? Nothing happened. 
I don't recall anything. Oh, there were like fires or something. Oh, the fires. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was literally that was some... affected me in no way at all. Well, that's the thing. We live in yeah. the city. Not... <laughs> I don't own yeah. a house in yeah. Malibu. Yeah. <laughs> I actually kind of wish oh, that yeah, affected no, I, me. I, I, yeah. was, I was smoked out of fucking Cher's pool house. <laughs> Ruined my life. My ranch <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in fucking Agora Hills uh, burned down. Ho yeah. ho. Yeah. Oh, but man. yeah, yeah. We could have died. Uh, sure. Yeah, I guess it's bad, you know. I mean, it's like, you know, the weather's great, but also, like, everybody likes sublime. Yeah. So there's, like, a, it's a mixed bag, you know? Well, you know? You know what it is? It's yeah. like, the weather is great. Yeah. And, you know, there's lots of cool shit going on. But you're just surrounded by people who are much more attractive than you and much yeah. more successful than you and much yeah. more wealthier than you. Yes. At all times. You're At seeing all, them always. all the time. So, always. yeah, you're just, yeah. like, constantly reminded of your own failure yeah. in life. So, yeah. yeah, there you go if you enjoy that. Yeah. Right. You were both killed at exactly the same time by, I don't know, a nightclub shooter or a wildfire or a tramp fucking stabs you or you both like step on a needle or maybe you both just simultaneously slip on some human shit and hit your head on the sidewalk. <laughs> How does stepping on a needle get what, AIDS? Is a needle full of... That, but that'll still take like fucking... Th- 30 years to kill yeah. us. <laughs> I know, but eventually we <laughs> yeah, just yeah, die. Yeah. <laughs> um, Slow death. If both of you were killed in some freak American accident, none of us would know about it. Neither, None of your fans would find out until you just stopped posting episodes. <laughs> and that would be it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've got some sort of um, black box plan or maybe a folder Mark Operation Zeitgeist. Hey, why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? Am I right, folks? <laughs> Whoa! Operation Zeitgeist. I Operation like that. Zeitgeist, I like yeah. That, actually. yeah. Um, hmm. Or maybe there's some Last Will and Testament secret operation shit in place to bring us more episodes from beyond the grave, should you both fucking cough it you just pre-record but, um, a bunch something to consider for you know episode 690 maybe going forward uh, something to do with the Patreon money it's a, it's a good idea if you ask me like we're fucking Tupac or some yeah. shit you know <laughs> yeah like yeah we have like fucking bunch of episodes in the vault yeah yeah that we're gonna pull out yeah. that, that'd be mm-hmm. kind of funny it's like in case of death um, please post this like yeah. I'll have like my sister or something yeah. just post these episodes and it's like yeah. and they'll be like so, uh, if you guys are listening to this, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> this will be the end of Sick and Wrong. Well, that's what these tech-savvy kids do. Do they do that? Yeah, they're like, they're like, after I kill everyone at my school with the shotgun, um, I posted a link up to Mediafire, and it's got angry videos of me yelling at you. So, please. Yeah, and enjoy. that's what the media finds yeah, literally, out. Yeah, Yeah, that's what, you know. Hmm. Yeah, so. You know what? Actually, you know what we should do? Yeah. We should record an episode and just pre like post schedule it, like mm. post date it. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, 20 years in the future. Okay. Yeah, some idiot'll find it under his Christmas tree. Well, no, I mean if if the okay. site's still up, it yeah. will eventually post. Oh, if WordPress is still yeah, a if, thing. If, like if we like die, mutants have destroyed and, everything. Yeah, and okay. like the, my credit card wasn't canceled, and yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like we still yeah. keep getting charged, or if yeah. people keep putting enough Patreon money that we get mm. we get charged, and then yeah, yeah the episode would air. Okay, it's mm. a good idea. Never thought about it. Yeah, yeah. So, wish you wish you the very best. It's um. Oh, that was the other thing. What if like 
Batman villain just comes to your house and shoots you both during a recording, and then, you know. That's funny. We were just listening <laughs> yeah. to a call about that. I know. I mean, we have to play yeah, that call. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that mm-hmm. one. Would we know? I guess not. I mean, he never came through on that restaurant offer, whatever he was saying, like he was going to take us all to fucking Jenny's. Jumbo. I, yeah. I don't know what restaurants you go to. Right. <laughs> I think if uh, Batman villain did come and murder us, that would make news. Yeah, like that crazed would... fan murders podcaster. Yeah. You know, but I who think... would do the story? You know, we wouldn't do it. We, well, we, no, we, but... we like a story we would do, but we can't do it. But don't dead. you think people would see it in like the Mirror yeah, or Daily Mail? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, crazed podcaster kills yeah. loser, <laughs> loser yeah. podcast host. Yeah. Like, yeah, crazed fan kills loser podcast host. Yeah. Z list podcast sick and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Rambles about lockpicks in his yeah. garage. Okay. That's three minutes. All right. Good speaking to you. Happy, happy birthday. Bye. Get it sick. Get it wrong. Happy birthday. This guy's getting all his holidays yeah, mixed up. It's know. not really our yeah. birthday. Yeah. It's just Jesus episode 666. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Jesus' Jesus birthday. birthday. It's just the satanic episode of Sick and Wrong. Right. You know, mm. um, that, that gives me pause. I never really thought about that. Mm. Thanks uh, for making me aware of my own mortality. Yeah, I don't know. You know, honestly, the last thing I'd even give a shit about is the podcast if I died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think if I was dying and I had like, you know, an hour to live or something, I'd be like, yeah, who gives a shit? Let them wonder (laughs) what happened. Right. Yeah, I mean, also, I I don't even consider that because I I, I don't think I can die. (laughs) I mean, I've overdosed so many times in the last three years. Let's look back on some of my favorite overdoses uh, <laughs> that I'm pretty much like, I can't die, guys. I mean, once I, once I hit the big 4-0, and maybe things will change after that point. But uh, as of now, I am fucking immortal. You know what it is? I think the Jewish God hates you so much that he yeah, wants you to live. I think so. And Yahweh. you have to just endure this. Yeah. Fuck. I think that's what it is. Mm. Uh, you know, Wackley and I used to talk about this. Like one day, it like just ending sick and wrong as if like completely ending it like deleting every single episode Mm. taking down the website (laughs) taking down the facebook pages the twitter pages and just every remnant of sick and wrong you can find yeah youtube page gone as if it never even existed and just replace the website with uh with you are the man now dog (laughs) (laughs) you're the man now dog you're the man man now now, dog dog. over and over again <laughs> fuck you forever there you go well fuck uh you thank you thank you for yeah. that and mm-hmm. uh yeah hopefully um we won't be leaving you anytime soon yeah but and yeah. maybe if we're lucky mm-hmm. uh, what's the next one we have here yeah right we got uh from an australian oh yeah that's yeah, what it's australian guy okay. G'day, my name's Paul from the Southern Hemisphere in Australia. Hello, Just Paul. Just wanted to say g'day to Dean Harrison, g'day. my favourite big-nosed hippos. Uh, big-nosed hippos. Hippos? Yeah, okay. I don't know. Is or that what they like, call Jews in Australia? Probably, yeah. It's like a derogatory term for Jews. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what's kind of funny? They call um, them jabies. There's a, yeah. a girl that just started maybe like a month ago at my work, okay. and I've had to help her do like this photo request thing project that she has to do mm. and her name is is Pakinam and she's from India okay yeah and so uh, she's Indian and she's like you know very Indian like it's hard to even understand her with her accent and so I was working with her and she's just like and I'm like so uh, Pakinam do you need to do this? she's like oh no please call me Paki 
Mm. And I was like, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah. Um, and then like people would I don't come know about in the, that Pac-Man. Yeah, well, people would come in the kitchen yeah. and be like, oh, hey, Packy. How you doing, Packy? And yeah. I don't think she, no one has any idea. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Isn't that yeah. word like as bad as saying the N word? No, I'm going to go ahead and guess no on that. I've heard but... from English people that it's like, if you went into mm. England and you're like, mm. hey, Packy, you'd probably get your ass kicked by a bunch of Indian people. Like it's it's a very derogatory term. Okay. If as far Still, as I know, I feel like it's not as loaded. You uh, know what I mean, uh, like yeah. if you have to fucking learn about the history of the Raj or some shit to figure it out, it's probably not as loaded as they were. Maybe, maybe you know? not as much here, but I've yeah. I don't know. I've heard from English people that has the the weight of the N word, mm. and uh, yeah, and like she apparently is completely oblivious to the fact that that's a derogatory term in another country. The and, shadow of the Raj yeah. looms large. <laughs> anyway. Right. Well, interesting. Hippo. Hmm. Happy hula hoops or whatever you guys celebrate in the Jewish faith. That's correct. It is, <laughs> it hula, is hoops. hula hoops. Yeah. Uh, don't get your Torah in a twist. I uh, just thought I'd give you a recap and happy 666. Um, it. what a word. Scrommet is Ralph in Australia, or vomit, chunder, spew. You often wonder about Australian police officers. You guys have to watch Mad Max 2 a couple more times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, there's... I yeah, Mad Max 2. I, you know, I never saw the original Mad Maxes. What, the first one? You ever seen the first two? No. I grew up on Thunderdome, man. That was all I ever cared about. Oh, man, the, the yeah. first two were epic. With, yeah. the, with, with the little boomerang kid? No. Oh, man. Thunderdome, man. Oh, yeah. It's no, all the, about the second one, I think, is my favorite. Yeah. And it's not like, at what, after Fury Road, I'm going to go back and watch fucking Mel Gibson <laughs> fucking around in the desert? <laughs> Fuck that. You know, and this is not going to do it. It's not going to happen no more. All right. Dee had an aversion to the little kid yodeling in the store. Yodeling in Australia is the same as saying going down on a woman. Or, as we fondly say, growling her out. Wait, growling or her up? Growling around? Oh, growling her out. Oh. Wait, Gra he said that people yodel while the... What? No, you remember that video that went viral of that kid yodeling in like a Walmart? Oh, right, and somebody murdered him or something? I wish. Okay. But uh, it, went, it went viral and it was yeah. like, oh, it's so cute. Well, apparently yodeling mm -hmm. is uh, cunnilingus in Australia. Oh, okay. And, right. and Or growling her out, which right. I, it's, I don't even know where they got that. Mm-hmm. Along those lines, fuck bench is a workbench, guys. That's where you do your best work. Harrison knows a that. Fuck bench? Harrison can tie knots. We were talking about fuck benches. But that, well, it's a workbench. I was explaining you. I don't know what he's saying. This is a joke, I think. I don't, I don't know. Nah, I think he's saying it's what they call it a workbench. Or you think he's joking with us here? I think he's joking with us here. All right, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, some love song dedications from the land down under. D. Every time by Butterfingers, a hip hop rhyme uh, extravaganza, which I hope that you'll get some enjoyment out of. Harrison, more the fuck did he just say? I don't. I didn't even understand. Every time I buy Butterfingers, yeah, I get a hip hop jam in my head. <laughs> Is that what he, I don't even understand what he said. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay, like yeah, a well, notorious Big yeah. song. Well, like what? I don't understand. Good for you. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Super Nintendo Sega <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> when I was dead broke, I yeah. couldn't picture this. This is by a band called Something for Kate. Hecubus, rest his 
skinless soul. Something for Kike. Something for Kate. There's I think. a band. Uh, something for Kate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, uh, give me a shout out to Hackybiz. Appreciate um, that. It's a band called Red Cat, and their song that ain't bad. Finally, Wackily and Mrs. Wackily from a band called Tripod. That's what you get for falling in love with a cowboy. The fuck is you know what I think he's doing? Yeah. He's like this is taking like the a person of that California state trooper that killed a bunch of people and then oh, they yeah. alive. and just started yeah. random celebrities he's like Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, you're too cool for school. Keep on <laughs> keeping on with it. Can't wait. You know, I'm sad. I'm not going to see Walking Dead season seven. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know, <laughs> Ellen, you're really funny. I love to watch you dance. But is he saying like this is a song I would dedicate to you? I think so. Something. So is there a Butterfinger song that someone wrote that he's dedicating to me? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, if you can't manage all that, just, symph- just Symphony of Destruction by Megadeth for the current and foregoing American political climate. I'm so angry like right now. I can see that, That, I guess. that Symphony for Destruction by Megadeth is like fucking Sugar Sugar by the Archies to me in my mind. You know, that's it's how symphony of off. destruction, not for. What the, what by the, the f- way, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> God, all right. Happy six six six, guys! I'm so glad you made it for Christmas, and uh, keep on going strong. Harrison, congrats on the job, and uh, love your podcast. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thank you. Well, thank you for yeah, that, yeah. and thank you for Yahoo, Sirius, and Crocodile Dundee. Yes. Probably the only good things that came out of your country, other Fantastic. than Fosters and those Energizer maybe. commercials and Nick Cave, I guess. Yeah, Nick Cave. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. worked. And the Scientists, actually, a damn fine band coming from Australia. Mm. Um, well, I appreciate that. Whatever that last whole section of that call meant, right? Um, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a suicide note? No. Yeah, I don't know, don't but keep, uh, don't do it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the dedications. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. What do we have next? Oh, uh, we got a hot German chick. Oh, the hot German chick. I yeah. love German chicks. I do. Or I maybe do. she's German. Who knows? She sounded German. She to sounded me. German. But yeah. then again, like all. But who knows? Women in Europe, like that, yeah. are like in the you know like the Germanic area. Yeah. You know, they all sound German, yeah. Swedish or Scandinavian, the, whatever. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, know? they all kind of hey. sound like that. Sure. Hi guys. Happy holidays and a happy 666. What's the name of that character from that book? Schlitzy or something? What's her name? <laughs> Wait, oh, what? Like, no, Lysander? Lysander? Lysander, yeah. Lysander or something, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. I'm just leaving a message telling you guys that you're fucking awesome and you're you've fucking been a awesome. great part of my life for many years now. Wait a second. Do you think this could be Melania? Wow, I had no idea. So all that time when she's in the White House trying to ignore Donald, she's listening to Sick and Wrong. Uh Doesn't surprise me. She seems like she'd be a fan. Yeah. All right. And my great friend told me about you, so I'm very grateful that he showed me the world of Sick and Wrong. And may I never... I told you about her Wednesday Adams dress, right? Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. All right. She looked like an orca. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) All right. Come on. Never, never have to give it up. Because you guys, you are the star to my moon or something cheesy like that. I have a chub now. <laughs> yeah. 
when I get home, I'm going to come so hard. <laughs> I know, I was about funny. to say. It's going to be like wow. one of those things where it's like, it's going to hurt after. God, it's love be, is a girl yeah. with a German accent. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I mean, you rock. And I also pay Patreon to you guys because I think you Whoa. rock. What? I pay I Patreon to you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Cock. Walk me to the gas Sorry. chamber. Having a little hard time keeping focused because I've been trying to make this message for a while now and it just ends up in a lot of uh, sex jokes to Harrison's <laughs> about fucking me. So. Who shot who in the what now? What'd she say? Said yeah. something. She makes like sex jokes about you fucking her. Mm. This is to taking a, a did we, another level. Did we not get level. these on the voicemail or she didn't? No, did she's it? saying like she oh. tried. So she oh, probably okay. like did these right. calls or like maybe rehearsed it in her mind. Okay. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. I would try not to, to do that. But, you know, do me, Harrison. I'm not free, but I know my boyfriend probably is also going to say yes. So... I mean, you're a god. Whoa. A god amongst humans. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, hey. I'll visit her Bergen Bilson anytime, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what can I hi? Hey, yeah, sorry, did it again. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and her boyfriend, sure. Finger in the Treblinka. Yeah. Right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I'm not supposed to be doing this kind of crap. I noticed I'm not made for it. So I'm just gonna say you guys are great and keep up the good work and yeah, get shit-faced in the holidays and have a great time. So I don't know, keep it sick and wrong. Bye. Whoa. Okay. You see Harrison's face right now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's like you just watched your first porn. It, I mean, it, you know, because the holidays are all right. The holidays are yeah, all right. Yeah, I know. It's not bad. That might be the best yeah. call of the lot there. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I, you know, I, she, she sounded German to me, right? Sure. I don't know. I, I can't really you tell. Know, it could be a lot of things. There's yeah. a lot of the whole region. Do you think, you know how, like, <laughs> you know how we kind of yeah. have this, like, fetish for Nazi chicks? Yes. Well, not Nazi chicks, German chicks. Right. Wearing Nazi outfits. Mm. Do you think German chicks have fetishes for Jews? Because they kind of feel bad about what their ancestors did? Yeah, I've read did. about this. Is the thing. They do? Is there I've, like, is I've it a condition? i accounts of it. I don't know if it's a... What, in, know, like, your erotic literature? <laughs> <laughs> Your Nazi yeah. fanfic. <laughs> yeah, that's some of, some of the some of the some of the live journal accounts I uh, follow. Yeah, yeah, but I just wonder if like a yeah. lot of these German women have like this Woody Allen fetish or, or something like that. I've heard it's happened, but I don't I don't think it's I, it's probably not. There's, it's there's probably not, not that common. Yeah, it's there's no equivocation. I don't think you know. Well, because you know how like you have like uh, you know cosplay outfits in the closet or whatever sure. that you break out like a. Like a Nazi Nazi uniform or something mm. like that. I wonder if they have like a Hasidic Jew hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you gotta put this on and yeah. get me in the mood. It's yeah. like okay, yeah. <laughs> my beard and the curlies. Yeah. Anyway, you gotta, you gotta try to charge me too much for electronics. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
then I'll get really fucking hot. You well, know? thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. That was hot. Uh-huh, that was, that was sexy. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the show. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. All right, the, the next call we have here. What, what do we have? Uh, I don't, SNW question, whatever the fuck that means. A sick and wrong question? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. A, a GFJ sick and wrong question. Wait, is this a Johnny Got Faded podcast? Right. That's a Johnny. Okay, Johnny right. Got Faded, who's been right. on the show a few times, long-time yeah. listener. Right. Lives in Japan. Yeah. And uh, we have, we've actually been on his show. Yes, we have. Yeah. Oh, good guy. Or I have. You have. I don't know if you have. No, I have not. But, I but you've been in Japan. Japan. Yeah, which I haven't done. Yeah, I yeah, want so, to do. Yeah. Yo, what's up, Dean Harrison? This is Johnny from the Got Fit of Japan podcast. First off, congratulations on 666. I'm calling in with uh, two questions. The first question is, when are you coming to Japan? Uh, I thrive in the underbelly of the subculture here in Tokyo, and it would be great to have you guys here and take you for a ride. Second question is, you guys have interviewed many amazing guests over the years, and if you could interview anyone alive or dead who would it be thank you very much and once again congratulations on 666 keep it sick keep it wrong and fade the fuck on peace Ooh, that's a good that's a good tagline mm. keep it sick keep it wrong fade the fuck on okay i like that yeah oh it's good to hear from you there johnny i like that guy i, I want to go to japan yeah. i'm hoping 2019 is my year to go to japan Okay. I've never been to any of the uh, countries on the east over yeah, there. In the east. The in Orient. The east, in the Orient. Say. I've never yeah. been to like uh, yeah. Thailand. What I want to do is I want to fly into Tokyo, mm-hmm. hang out in Tokyo, maybe go to Osaka, mm-hmm. and then fly to Bangkok. I bet. Yeah, I bet. I would like to see that. I'd like to see maybe Cambodia or something. I'd like to right. do that trip. I don't know how long it would take, yeah, but I'd like Phnom, to do that. Phnom Penh sounds funny because it's like you just do a lot of drugs. Is that where and, the Killing Fields is? Yeah. I would, you know, I would be really nervous about doing drugs in those countries. I would too, but apparently everyone does. Apparently really? they get there and then it's just like, look, here's a bunch of Molly and let's just fucking die. You know? Wow. Yeah. yeah it's a I, whole thing. I would be nervous, but man, yeah. I probably would partake. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just, I, I don't know. What was that movie? The Oliver Stone movie, Midnight Express. Right. And then there was the one with Claire with the Turkish Danes. prison. You know, oh yeah. Claire Danes is in prison and... They Somewhere. cut off her hand or something, gave no, her a hook. I don't think that happened. She terrorized people's dreams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe, or no, wait. If you said her name five times in the mirror. Yeah. I get my movies mixed up. Um, yeah, my so-called life. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you want to interview? I was thinking about this. I wrote down a few names. There's a lot of people I'd want to interview. Like, I'd love to interview Lemmy. Yeah. I mean, he's one of my idols. Iggy Pop. I'd love to interview him. Um, Elvis Presley, obviously. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think the one person I'd really want to interview, if I could, and just spend the day with, yeah. uh, would probably be Rick James. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I've always, I've always yeah. been fond of Rick James. Okay. I just think he'd be hilarious. I've heard yeah. he's kind of a dick, Yeah. but I also think he'd be somebody I, that I would just might spend the day with. Okay. I don't know. I've seen interviews with him. It seems like it'd just be like talking to a random nutty homeless person you know I, which well, i do every day of my life maybe later on i think in the 70s oh, you would have been 70s. a bit different okay yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well actually you know what james brown would be someone i'd want to sure. hang out with too yeah. i've heard you know as have you watched that mike judge two tales and two of us the yeah. second season's all about funk and they do mm. a thing on james brown and they're and like mm. i think they're talking to bootsy collins and a bunch of other people and they're like the weird thing about james brown is 
in his 50s is when he started doing PCP. Right. Like he didn't do any drugs before that. Mm. He was like, well, I mean, he drank or whatever, maybe he smoked mm. weed, but he's pretty, like, you know, devoted to his career and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, 54, just started smoking straight yeah. PCP. Yeah. Like, not cocaine, just straight mm. PCP. Hmm. Why? Who would do that? Why would you do that? I don't know, man. And then they were like, mm. and then he became kind of hard to work with. It's like, yeah. no shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Rick James. I don't know. What about you? Uh, Dracula. <laughs> Dracula? Like, yeah. like the actual Dracula? The actual Dracula. From back in the day. What yeah? if they don't speak English? You'd have to have an interpreter. Okay. Like, so you get someone that speaks Romanian or whatever. All right. Um, uh, Ronnie James Dio? <laughs> no, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. He could burn in hell. All right, Rodney um, Dangerfield. Yeah. No, no, no. I wouldn't mind interviewing him. Uh, no. Uh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Dude, boring. No, 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 it's good. Um, and then... Hitler. Um, Haile Selassie. Who's that? The guy, the, the Rasta, the guy that the in from um, Ethiopia, and he the, the Rastafarians think he's God. But oh, he was like, oh, I wait, want oh, you yeah. all to leave me alone. Oh, yeah. He's like, I want... Because I just, I think it would be funny to what? just, just Why interview him. Why do they think he's God? Like, I, I, I forget. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't remember why but um but he was just like please can you all leave me <laughs> I just think it'd be a funny interview to do um what uh, about Jim Jones oh sure yeah. yeah Jim Jones is great I've always thought Koresh would be kind of a cool one too yeah yeah I, you know I tried really hard actually in uh when I was living in San Francisco to get an interview with Manson yeah sure like have you seen the new Halloween no it's like the newest one that came out they have this like podcast couple got an interview mm. with Michael Myers. Right. And, and like the guy, the psychologist yeah. or psychiatrist was ever like, Oh, go right up to him and ask him. It's like, how the fuck would two podcasters yeah, yeah, get yeah. into whatever San yeah. Quentin or whatever to go interview yeah. fucking Michael Myers. And so that, that's kind of what I got when I called and I was like, I tried to lie and be like, I'm from the SF Chronicle. And I tried to get yeah. into San Quentin. And they're just like, no, but mm. interviewing man. So kind of be pointless. Hmm. Huh. You know, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but talking to Manson would just be like, you know, the government doesn't want you to know. Spiders in my brain made me a teeny bopper god from hell. You know, it'd just be a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I don't know, maybe child murderer Gilles Deray. Ooh, Jill Duray. Yeah, yeah, but that, a, you'd need an interpreter for that one, too. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot like, of them. I was thinking like Gigi Allen, but you'd yeah. be like Manson. You know, like, yeah, or yeah. El Duce from The Mentors. It's like you'd interview these guys, and it's just, I've interviewed plenty of people like that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like, yeah, a lot of people, I feel like you could just go down to fucking Hollywood Boulevard and talk to some rando. What about Lou Reed? No. <laughs> I've heard he I don't was just want to an asshole. I heard he was just an no, asshole. Absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> he would um, probably just make you feel like shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever want. I don't think I'd even want to talk to anyone that I actually admire. That you admire? Yeah, I don't think I'd want. Would you just to. be too nervous. And it would just be stupid. It'd be like, yeah, you did good, because it's like those people never want to, you know. I think I could. It was talk. like when I, think I talked I could, to I, Kim Fowley. He never wanted to even talk about music to me. It's yeah, like, you know well, what? fuck you. You know, like no, what? not fuck you. But I could actually understand that. I could understand that. 
Um, but, but I think he just was just like, what's the so, point? Yeah, it makes it so like, about why, music. why would I want to interview yeah. these people? I wouldn't. You know, I actually, I'll pick weirdos. I'll just pick random, like we do. Like we well, do that's on kind of what show. we do, yeah. That's what we do on the show. We're not going to get, you know... Uh, you know Doug Benson, Doug Benson or, or you know, uh, fucking um, Nerdist guy or, or Joe Rogan or, or someone Chocula like that. Chocula or whoever the kids like nowadays, you know. But uh, we get the we get some you know random interesting you know. Hey, we got Damien Eccles. That's we pretty got, good. We got Damien. I was surprised you know? about that. He was on Death Row. He does. Magic, he was totally willing you know? to talk about the Death Row yeah, stuff, yeah, which yeah, I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, yeah. That was a good mm-hmm. interview. Yeah. Anyway, so there well, you go. Good you to know? hear from you there, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, got faded podcast. Go check it out, people. Yeah. All right. What's what's the next call? Scottish holiday wishes. Scottish guy. We should just end it on the fucking German chick. I know. We should mix it. We should mix those mix those move right. those around. Yeah. Happy sex, 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 boys. Fantastic I achievement. Boner. I thought I'd maybe break up the monotony of the same six American fucks in the same four English. It's gonna mumble some incomprehensible thing about Robert the Bruce or something, you know. <laughs> fucks talking about how they've shit themselves have killed themselves or nonsense like that uh, <laughs> basically thought experiment 40 here you go you're on a desert island with three oh, celebrities where would they be one strategy might be maybe you want one celebrity to talk to one to eat and one to fuck or you can do whatever you want what three celebrities would you be on a, trapped on a desert island with Another six x six shows, boys. Take care. Did you say like happy six 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 or I like xxx six six six? Oh, okay, all right. I was like, oh wow, he's listening to xxx now in Scotland. Maybe, maybe that too. Turned on a few listeners there. Yeah. So three celebrities. I don't even want to like go into detail about why. My answers don't change. My answers are the same. Which what is yours? Dracula. Uh, Jesus Christ. And what was the third one? Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Yeah, yeah. And let the games begin. Just let the games begin. It's every man for himself. It's like like fucking Battle Royale. Hunger Games. Yeah, this is like Battle Royale. It's fucking, let's do it. You know, that's fucking, my answer stays the same, baby. All right, mine's a little bit different. Aubrey Plaza, (laughs) Kristen Ritter. Okay. And we need Peter Dinklage. Okay. It'd be easy to catch. He'd probably taste all right. Why are you going to eat him? Well, I'm not going to you know? eat Aubrey Plaza or Kristen Ritter. Okay. I want to fuck them. But you, like, get a fat guy. You know, you eat him, you know? He, yeah, he but I... He a long time. I guess we could catch a fat guy. He'd be probably harder smallest, to kill. You're going to eat the smallest person? Well, not if he's, like, slow, you know? All right, and I guess... You, know, you think, like, a dumb Deloise is hard to kill? You yeah. know what? I'd, ch- I'd take it yeah. back. I would want... Okay. Aubrey Plaza, I want Kristen Ritter, <laughs> and maybe, yeah. um, I don't know, Zach Galifianakis for entertainment. And then we could eat him, and he's okay. kind of fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Because yeah, he's kind of funny. That's fair. And then he's, uh, I don't know, appetizing. That works. I'm all out of, yeah, all right. All right. Sure. Okay. All right. Do we have one more? That's it. That's it, or that was it. That's the end of the line. Pal. That was the, all the calls there. All the calls. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. I know. Well, <laughs> I know we got a few more, but uh, I don't have time to download them. Yeah, I we'll, we'll play them next week. You know. Come on. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go like figure out and sort of take care of your cat. Like a meeting at nine. You know. Jesus, look at this guy working stiff over here. Uh. 
Willie Loman. <laughs> um, we did get one email I want to read real quick, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, hey, guys, the story that the guy told about his grandma mistaking his lube for hair gel reminded me of a very embarrassing story of my own. My dad was looking after my five-year-old son for the day while I was at work. Oh, Jesus. I'm not allowed to have my phone on me while I'm working. I'm only allowed to check it during breaks. Mm. Where do you work? Taco Bell? <laughs> It's <laughs> like Jesus. Why do you have your fucking phone? I'm on my phone like all day. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, so I checked my phone on my lunch break to find a photo from my dad. My dad sent her a photo. It's a photo of my vibrator with the caption Hey, what kind of toy is this? All it does is buzz. Oh, man. <laughs> Turns out my five year old had found it under my bed, told her dad that it was his toy. And my dad was honestly confused about it. Never seen one before. So going home that afternoon was one of the more awkward times I felt walking into my house. So don't just lock your toys up when people are over. Lock them up at all times. Merry yeah. Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy 666. Love you guys. Your biggest Australian fan, Amy. Okay. Well, there you go, Amy. Yeah. God. Your dad has never seen a vibrator yeah, before. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Mm. How much Foster's is he drinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who hasn't seen a vibrator? I mean, isn't it dick-shaped? Well, it's Not kind of well, sort of phallic-shaped. Yeah. Although some of these newfangled vibrators are kind of really odd-looking. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it could be a Hitachi, you know? Well, that, that, that I would just say is a back massager. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's like... Yeah, well, did, did it have like a fucking, mm. you know dong like a penis tip and like balls on it like i don't i don't get it like i mean i would i'd look at a vibrator and be like oh, that, that looks like a fucking vibrating penis to me right like a phallus but hey mm. you know maybe your dad had no idea um but what, so what'd you I'm, I'm wondering what she said to him she was like that's uh that's my toy dad <laughs> and then Ugh. he was just really awkward and it was just awkward yeah you know I guess if he handed it back to her and it was covered in shit, it'd be even more awkward. For what? I, ima I imagine like, I just imagine Australian men like not knowing that women have orgasms or something. You know? <laughs> Beer? No, Beer? no, dad. They, they, we, never mind. You know? Anyway, we're, mm -hmm. this show's coming to an end. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. For, this God, is the last six, show ever. Fuck yeah. y'all. 666 Fuck episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm eloping with a German couple. Like a thruple. Yeah. Harrison's about to be in a thruple I'm now. Gonna be, I'm going to be in a thruple. Not sure if the boyfriend knows about mm. it. Um, we actually uh, posted the second part of the Jizzy Jake epic Tinder date with the country singer's daughter it's... to Patreon. And I don't even know how to describe it's so that amazing. mess. It's like a yeah. dumpster fire of a phone call. Mm. I don't even know how to describe that. And the only place you're going to be able to hear it is Patreon because yeah. it's I mean, too long to play on the regular and show. And I didn't set up any of my video equipment because when I got here, I wanted to burn this entire structure to the ground. <laughs> and I'm re I regret it now because that was, it was truly, it truly amazing. It, it, it was something like, truly outrageous. It was just something I never would have heard of. And it also kind of tied in with the holidays, yeah, like yeah. the whole Grinch and all that. Yeah. So, oh my so God. anyway, go to uh, patreon.com yeah. slash sick and wrong, sign up today, and you can check out those phone mm. calls. Also, we have a bonus Christmas Patreon story. I forget, it was about like an, an elf, like a bunch of retarded elves or something. Yeah. The retarded kids seeing Santa and elves. Right, and elves working in a grotto. In a grotto, yeah. Spin on. 
Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Um, Harrison picked this one out. This is a Christmas song. You know, when I came back from uh, playing Santa in Vietnam, they spit on me. <laughs> did they spit yeah, on they you? Did. From... <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them. Uh, this is a band, one of my favorite bands, actually, called Sparks, uh, doing a song called Thank God It's Not Christmas, which is what I say every day yeah. other than December 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the song's called Thank God It's Not Christmas. It's from the album Kimono My House, which uh, you should, you should uh, get that. It's a yeah. great record. Merry Christmas, Christmaka, Merry Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa. Don't drink too much eggnog. Seriously, don't. You're going to turn into a gay diabetic elf. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 667, which is part two of the Holiday Show Spectacular with special guests Steele, Wackerly, and my brother Jeffrey makes a, a short appearance. Also a gay diabetic elf. <laughs> He's a gay diabetic yeah. elf, okay. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Till then, take it sleazy.
Ten times better than that wackly cunt. Cheers. Bye.